Welcome to the seventh episode of the season of Gears and Beers, a show where freedom-loving, gun-toting capitalist pigs talk guns, gear, industry news, and dive deep with industry guests. Tonight on the show, we're joined by Madison from I Carry My Own to discuss her company's past, present, and future, and women in the industry. I'm your host, Box, and I'm also joined by Sam, the owner of Shyworks, Iowa's preferred set code applicator. This show is brought to you by Shyworks. Sam, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, if you guys are not familiar with us, we uh, Cerakote guns. So basically, we we talk to you and get an idea of what you want your gun to look like, and we make it a reality, whether it's just a, a simple color change or a battle-worn or a camo or some sort of flag-themed gun, whatever you want, we can, we can make it happen. Um, just shoot us a message or give us a call and, and we'll work with you. Also, you can check out our website, shyworks.com. You can use coupon code LSLF10 and that will get you 10% off everything on the website from magazines, Glock back plates, shirts, patches, hats. Uh, we just put some new stippled grips on there. So go check that out. That's coupon code LSLF10, 10% off for you. Absolutely. We are also brought to you by Ballistic Imagery Brand Building Photography. Check them out on Facebook and BallisticImagery.com. Ballistic Imagery, make an impact. Okay, so as I mentioned in the, in the introduction there, we are joined by Madison here. Madison is the owner of I Carry My Own in Boone, Iowa, offering firearm instruction and serving as an avenue and resource helping women find their way in the firearm world. Thank you for joining us tonight, Madison. I appreciate y'all having me. I really do. Absolutely. You know, um, and you're kind of a, you're kind of a trailblazer on this podcast in the three and a half years we've been doing this. You're the first female we've had on this show. (laughs) (laughs) It's about damn time. I don't know what y'all been doing. (laughs) Now that I think about it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Believe it or not, we don't have women beating down the door to get on the show. Hopefully that'll change. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So, okay, yeah, you're good. From what? Okay, from from my understanding. Okay, super. From my understanding here, (laughs) I carry my own is kind of is kind of a way for women that are unfamiliar with firearms and the industry as a whole kind of dip their toes in and get a little bit more familiar with it and a little more comfortable before they dive face first into it. Is that, is that fair to say? Am I pretty close? Yeah. So the reason I came up with the name, I carry my own is I have kind of heard over the years, well, my husband carries one or they carry one, or I'm surrounded by people that carry. So why do I need to? And it's like, what are you going to do when they're not around? So this kind of brought into, well, I carry my own. I don't, I don't need to wait on nobody. I got, I got it. So that's where that name came around. I like that. We can, we can agree with that. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I noticed that with my, with my girlfriend too. She's, she doesn't carry herself yet. Um, but she, a lot of times she'll, she'll ask me or she'll, you know, hit my waist or whatever and be like, are you carrying? Are you carrying? It's like, I need to get her to the point where she's comfortable doing that. So, you know, she ain't got to be asking me. Absolutely. Right. And that's where I want to get women is the comfortability to carry yourself. Just 
just, you got it. Just every day before you walk out the door, do I have my carry on me? How am I going to carry today and feel comfortable with it and be ready to use it? Yeah, absolutely. How long, how long was it before you were comfortable to carry? Um, so I'm more of, I've been around firearms since I was super, super young. So as soon as I got my first pistol and was able to, I started carrying. Um, it took me a while to figure out the way I wanted to carry and actually my actual carry gun. Um, it took me a couple tries to kind of figure out what I wanted. And once I did, I'm always carrying. Um, so everybody usually knows that I have one on me, which is, I guess, good. <laughs> How long have you been, how long have you been doing this as a business? As a business, um, it's been a year or two, maybe a year and a half. It seems like so much longer because I've been teaching, um, since 2018. Okay. So, but the business part of it just became very, fairly new, but. Okay. What do you, what do you mean you've been teaching? You've just been teaching friends and things like that or, or what? So I've been teaching just women since, um, probably 2019. Cause my first class after I got my instruction in November of 2018, uh, my certificate to be able to teach, um, I did a three day course and I had to shoot to qualify through the NRA. And then I did my first co-ed class after my certification. And then that following year, I was like, you know what? I was like, there's too many women out there that don't even feel comfortable in a co-ed class where, Oh, here, I won't do it unless my girlfriend comes. And I still see that sometimes in my all female classes. Uh, so finally I was like, you know what? I was like, screw it. I'm going to just, this is women only, only women can come in and take my class. And it was because of they're just, they're too nervous and they're sitting in this corner. They want to learn about firearms, but I heard about women going into a classroom and they're afraid to even ask a question because there's men around. And we've, as women, and I also blame some men, we do that to ourselves when you should be comfortable asking a question, but there are at times where I've seen men, no, no disrespect to go, well, how do you not know that? Or that was a silly question or just look at them and snicker. And that's where I come in and politely tell people to F off <laughs> if they're going to be that way. Yeah. We were talking uh, before the, the podcast started about that, that very thing. Like um, for some of us, get, this is mostly, this is kind of a, a, a man dominated industry. You know, a lot more men are into this sort of thing than, than the women are. So for, for a lot of us, this is just second nature to me, you know, I work on guns every day. So it's, it's different when somebody, you know, doesn't know how to rack a slide or something like that. To me, that seems strange to me, but you know, to them, that's completely normal. And I think, um, a lot of women are that way. And it's, I think it's awesome what you're doing just to get them in a safe, a safe environment that they feel comfortable, you know, asking questions and ask the questions that are, you know, that need to be asked. There's so many times when even myself, like, you know, you're around a bunch of other people and there's a presentation or something, and there's a question on your brain that you need to know. 
and you're too scared to ask it because you're uncomfortable. Whereas that's where that's the the beauty of what you're doing. You know, you're going to make people make women a lot more comfortable to ask those questions that, that need to be asked. Yeah. I want to be their Avenue. I want them to be, or I want to be somebody that they can reach out to. Most of these women all have my phone number, um, my emails out there and ask, ask away, like people around you learned one way or another. So if you're not comfortable asking out loud, ask me in private. Yeah. What, what, what do we got going on over there? <laughs> Your dog. dog does make fun she noises. Wants atten- <laughs> she wants attention. And so I'm like rubbing her with my left foot <laughs> trying to have this conversation. <laughs> uh, I get that. I get that. Mine's the same way. Uh, you're fine. <laughs> so just to get a better idea of what it is, that you do. Let's say someone calls you up, doesn't have any idea about firearms or anything like that. They're not, they don't know the first thing about it, but they want to start carrying. What's the process look like from that phone call to getting a gun in their pants? <laughs> interesting way to put it, but all right. Okay. Um, <laughs> So the first process, if they want to carry, they've got to get comfortable with it. They've got to handle a firearm. So I do a lot of private sessions. So one-on-one instruction, that is the number one thing I will push on any woman wanting to get into the firearm industry. You need to do these one-on-one instructions. They're an hour in the range at a time, sometimes two, depending if they're far, we'll do a two-hour But when they're handling firearms, we start in the classroom first, obviously unloaded. They figure it out. They learn how to rack the slide. They learn how to take the magazine out. They learn how to load. They learn how to take a firearm apart and put it back together and clean it. And then when they're comfortable there, we move into the range. I won't take somebody who's just fresh into the firearm industry and say, okay, here we go into the range. It's you, we sit in a classroom first, even if they've taken a class, I want to make sure how comfortable are you really? Because if you're not even comfortable to step into the range with a live firearm, then we're going to sit into the classroom until you're ready. That's a big thing. I'm not going to push anybody too hard, but I'll push them enough because I know they can do more than what they have or what they started with, if that's nothing at all. So then after that, if they want to carry, I also recommend taking a carry class. Like I understand we're permitless carry here in Iowa, but it's not the wild, wild west. You still need to know where you can and cannot carry. So that's another one thing that I tell people, take a carry class. Um, And then after those private sessions, you're going to get more familiar with the firearms that you don't even really need to take a pistol education class that kind of breaks down the pistol for you. Because I think people like I am in a classroom and say I have eight ladies in there. Like I am teaching, but if you've ever taught before, you kind of like look at them and you're not getting much feedback. But when you're one-on-one with somebody, you're having that conversation you're hearing what they need, you're hearing what they're not understanding and what they need to work on more. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you mentioned you mentioned permitless carry or constitutional carry um, in there. Have you seen? Has that affected? I mean, what's your views on that as a trainer, as a as someone who does this for a living? What's your What's your views on that? Have you seen a lot of people shying away from classes because now they're like, well, you know, I don't need those, so I don't have to worry about them? Or is that? I mean, is it is that? Um, are people still wanting to take classes just to just to learn everything? It honestly, the classes go in waves. So like the biggest things that I've seen um, from permitless carry is also when COVID hit, that was a big one because um, ammo spiked up. Mm-hmm. But with the permitless carry, I hear all the time, well, you don't, we don't need to take the class now. You don't need to take the class now. And so my reaction is, well, do you know the laws? Do you know where you can and cannot carry? Do you know about Iowa's laws may be different than if you go to another state that has reciprocity with your card? Like, And there's some states that allow you to carry even if you don't have your permit. But are you going to take the time to look that up? Are you going to find out? So at first, it was a big thing. Like I had nobody in my class. And then recently, like I'll see a spike of like my classes being full for a carry And then maybe there's like three in there. So honestly, it goes in waves, but I wish there was some way or someone to speak out and say, yes, this is great. We have the constitutional permanentless carry going on and we have it in Iowa, but don't just stick a gun in your, (laughs) as you would say, you've got to learn the laws and you got to learn how to use it. Because you're not going to turn into John Wick as soon as the situation comes around. You're, you, and I've heard that. So we bought a gun. I'm going to stick it in my purse. No, you're not. Right. No, you're not. You're, you're going to learn. Because I, I would hate to hear about that where we're supposed to be law-abiding gunness or law-abiding citizens caring. And we are human and we can screw up, but it's, better to know what you can and cannot do before that screw up may happen. Yeah, absolutely. And especially in a, in a a moment when, um, you know, your life is on the line, when, you know, the adrenaline is flowing. And if you're not, if you're not, haven't thought about all this stuff beforehand, if you haven't trained with your gun beforehand, it's not magically going to come to you. It's not, you're not magically just going to figure it out. And as you said, you know, turning to John wick, it's just, it's not going to happen. Like, on this show, we're a hardcore constitutionalist. You know, we believe in freedom to the max. Nobody should have to take any classes, but we certainly 100% absolutely recommend them constantly because it's a super important um, that you think about these things before they happen. Absolutely. Well, even as an instructor, I'll go and I will get education. I will get instructed because as, as a teacher, yep. as an instructor, you start to almost just focus in on your students or the teach- people you're teaching. And then you forget about your skills and your needs because it's, it's muscle memory. And we train without adrenaline. We train without nothing happening or not under intense situations. Most of us, there are ways, there are things out there that you can go to where you are somewhat under pressure, but we don't train that way. So even like as a bow hunter, they teach, they say, 
don't just go out and shoot your bow. You need to like run up and down a hill or do some push-ups, and then try to pull your bow back. Because when that buck comes across that adrenaline's running Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing with the firearm and a defensive situation arises, you may have to pull your firearm. And that's maybe the only thing you only have to do is pull your firearm. You may not even have to pull the trigger, but you need to train and be aware of those situations of how to deescalate a situation, or is it even necessary for you to pull your firearm? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Back to what you said that you still take classes. I think that's one of the telltale signs of an instructor that that's, I'll say, worthwhile. One that still constantly is seeking improvement. I mean, there's instructors out there probably, maybe this is a bit of a stretch. I've been teaching firearms for 45, 50 years, but they've never taken a class. So they're, they're teaching outdated techniques that are, are, are nothing anymore. And there's way better ways to do things, but they're like, no, I've been around firearms my whole life. I know what I'm doing. Well, you, you don't really, you're stuck in your, your old ways and you haven't tried expanding or anything yet. So I think that's, that's a good sign that you still seek instruction. Well, someone's always going to know more than you, no matter, no matter the subject that you may be proficient in someone's always going to know more and you want to take that knowledge and use it and build up yourself so you can teach it to others. We're uh, currently reading. Uh, we, we started a, a kind of a men's book club or whatever, and we're currently reading um, men's uh, right. Currently <laughs> reading uh, violence of mind by Varg Freeborn. And it's a, he was, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's a firearms instructor, martial arts, you know, the whole nine yards, but he grew up in violence. Like, I mean, he came from a really rough, rough area. And, um, but just, just reading through that, like I was shocked by how many things like just opened my eyes. I'm like, wow, you know, things, things that he said and, and, you know, um, just, revelations I had that I was thinking about something completely wrong, you know, just because, just because of this, you know, I'm trying to learn from other people, but I mean, yeah, absolutely. We never know it all. And if you're not, if you're not constantly trying to learn from other people, you're, I've, you're, you're not doing it right. I think that's my personal opinion. Yeah. 100%. People, there's a lot of people that deal with, overconfidence they the dunning kruger effect <laughs> they they don't so know I, anything but they think dunning kruger effect they don't know anything but they think they know everything you're gonna have to google dunning? it i don't feel like it this way it's <laughs> okay google right. it fair enough i'll google it <laughs> <laughs> i figured that would be something yeah. you know it's it's something that i see um i've i've witnessed one time in the range um, why I was teaching a class and this guy, he, he just, he, he thought he was just Mr. Macho. And I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to let him. Um, and he had a, a desert Eagle with him and he was shooting it and he was not, he uh, didn't, have, didn't have a good stance, didn't have a good grip. And I'm watching him and he's like, he's flinching every time he shoots it. And then he's trying to teach his girlfriend 
And so I like quietly like slipped her my card. Like, here you go. Like, <laughs> let's, let's chat. Cause it's, it's, it's not working for me. Um, and yeah. And it's the same thing when women come into the gun range and they say, I want to purchase again. And I go, okay. Or even if it's not me, if I'm, I'm there at the range and I'm watching the guys behind the counter try to deal with the person she's with, which is more than likely her husband or someone um, that she looks up to in her life. And they almost try to talk these women into buying a gun that they want, or they act like they know more than the person behind the counter. And then it just totally kind of throws off the entire thing of a woman trying to get a firearm that's comfortable for her. So that's kind of another thing that I see uh, in the range is when women try to go purchase something or they come into me and they go, Hey, my husband bought me this gun. And I go, let me guess. It's an LCP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And it, and it's in 90% of the time, that's what it is. And I was like, Oh, and I was like, and they're like, what? I was like, did you shoot it? And they go, no. And I go, okay. I said, either you're going to love it, <laughs> which is like 10% mm-hmm. or you're going to go back and you're going to ask for a new gun. So either like, let's go figure this out real quick. No, eight, 90% of the time they want a different gun. They don't like it. No, Generally I, a larger I don't gun too. Yeah. I don't like shooting those guns. I can't imagine why anybody uh, would, but that's just because well, they're small and they're and cute. Yeah. In size. Yeah. Absolutely. Never mind, it's shooting the exact same round, but whatever. Uh, we yeah. got a comment that says, I greatly appreciate a female-centric training course. My wife hates when I try to show her something because it makes her feel stupid or like I'm talking down to her. Is that something you've heard from your students before? Oh, m- more times than not, that's what they hear. Um, so I'm going to say this politely. Watch how you're instructing to somebody who doesn't know what's going on you have to break it down as small as possible and explain it to them this is something new and with firearms that subject can be intimidating just because of the world we live in that's how they've kind of it's not a familiar thing for everybody like it was back in the day where everybody kind of shot on their farm or they grew up around guns but I hear it more than not of how women, I was like, I just feel stupid. And I was like, you're not stupid. I was like, everybody started somewhere and you're going to figure it out and you're gonna become more confident. And I, there's so many times within an hour, these women are doing it themselves. And just like that, I was like, look, I was like, you're already racking the slide. And I don't even know, don't even need to show you how, like your fingers off the trigger. You're doing phenomenal. And that's within an hour. And it, it, like, I could be having the shittiest day ever. And I'm like, I have a session. Great. And I, you know, let's see how this goes. And I go to it and just watching these women light up and learn something that they thought they could never learn is just, it's, it's, it's crazy. Just the feeling I get and to watch their faces going, I just, I did that. Or if they hit the bullseye, they're like, I, I just did that. And I'm like, yeah, you did. So it's not you. It might be your instructor. So that's, I'm not saying that to be rude, but if you are teaching somebody, 
and that's their comment, you may want to backtrack and start from the beginning maybe where it's not live. Maybe you need to, you didn't start off with the gun unloaded. Maybe you went straight to it being loaded or here's a big pet peeve for mine or for me. Men or significant others, if you send your wife, girlfriend, sister, whatever, to my class with a loaded magazine, I will sit there and I will unload it in front of them and they will reload it. That's the one thing they're doing that's not helping. And it's the littlest thing. Like they need to learn how to load. Don't just keep loading their magazines or load the gun and go, here you go, shoot. Mm-hmm. That's that's not helpful. And I think they're trying to be helpful, but in the end, it's backfiring. That was one thing that I was going to ask you too. Um, as far as it's it's sometimes hard for us men to, you know, teach our significant others. Like what are what's what's ways that we can we can we can help them? What's ways that we can um maybe make them become get them to be more interested in this in in carrying and when they are more interested actually teach them in a way that that's helpful instead of the way that most people feel about their significant others teaching them. Do you have any tips or anything for that? So I would even start off like having them clean the gun. Like you can take it apart. That's fine. We can start there, but have them clean it. And it's almost like just touching the parts. They're like, okay, this is a firearm. Okay. This is this part. This is this part. Okay, this is how this goes back together. Okay, cool. And they can see that. And it's almost just handling at home or, okay, say, hey, let's sit down. I want you to take this apart and put it back together. And those, I, I've watched women in the classroom just learn to do that. And they break it down in their brain and it's even though it's just, it's very quickly quick to us. Like we just go boom, 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 it's done. But they, they look at it, they, they put it all together and then they pull that trigger to make sure it's together correctly. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they want to do it again. And they want to keep doing it over and over and over again. And I've seen women who come in all t- intimidated by a firearm. And then by the end of 15 minutes, they're like, okay, let's go into the range. And I'm like, okay, let's go. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's the biggest step. That's a good point. I guess I never thought about that. It, and it would kind of, it would kind of demystify it for them. For some reason, mm-hmm. like people have this, you know, oh my gosh, that's a gun, you know, to me and you and, and to, to us, it's just a, it's just another tool, you know, but to them, a gun is kind of this almost a magical, scary thing. But when you really get it in your hands and you break it apart and you can see how it actually operates, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a good point. It kind of kind of demystifies it for them, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, that's just the just a place to start is them breaking it down, putting it back together until they're comfortable to go into a range. Um, but yeah, even if you buy dummy rounds or snap caps, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. uh, those are really good to have a home or if you buy those 
there's a bunch of them out there. Those little like laser guns or guns or lasers you can attach to your gun. Mm -hmm. Um, having them practice with that or getting those little fake guns that you can shoot down targets with if they're actually really intimidated by a firearm. Those fake ones that you can shoot down those targets and they can actually see themselves hitting a target and knocking it down. They're super fun. Um, but I, yeah, I would start there and also ask them questions. Be like, hey, when you handle it, when you put this firearm in your hand, how does it feel? Does it feel like it's too big in your hands? Do you feel like you're overpowering it? Do you feel comfortable? Um, just those things. And then you can also in your brain start to realize, okay, this is what they like. This is what they don't like. So when you do go to look for, for a firearm for them, once they get to that point, you can be their Jiminy Cricket, as I call it, and say, hey, do you like this? on that firearm do you not and have them tell the person behind the counter what they're feeling because many times guys are like oh i i, I want to be there for her i i'm going to help her find the perfect gun but in the end they they take it over and they don't they don't give her the experience that she needs to figure it out for herself and realize it when she's not with you so those are some of the, just the little things before or in the middle of training them or teaching them. I like Cause that. they gotta be comfortable saying it for themselves. Cause if they're not, they're not going to get anywhere. They're going to, you're going to, they're going to rely on you to say everything. That's a good point. Yeah. I would agree with that. Absolutely. So what would you say the most common issue is that you run into with students aside from them being intimidated by the gun itself? Trying to go too fast or like trying to get it over with almost. So with like shooting, they'll be like, Oh, if I just pull it real fast, I'll get it over with. And I'm like, no, got to slow down. Or um, just them getting in their own heads or trying to be perfect at it is what I've kind of seen. But though I wouldn't say there's like too much. It's just more of like the intimidation or they don't want to take a class even. Um, and that's what really gets me. And like my classes are maybe two and a half, three hours long. And I wish women, more women would be open to taking those classes. They're like, oh, there's an online class an hour, an hour long or 30 minutes. And I guess that's the other thing that I see is it's, there's a lot of online mm -hmm. and that's kind of, uh, kicking me where it hurts. Cause it's like, what are they teaching? I've taken several of those half hour classes just to see what they're doing. And I'm like, I didn't learn anything about the laws. I didn't learn anything about handling a firearm. I maybe learned like keep my finger off the trigger and treat every firearm as, as if it's loaded, things like that. But I didn't really get the whole grasp of it. And um, that's, I guess, a big thing now that I think about it is the online. Is like, oh, I'll just take it online real quick or 
I took this class over here and I was like, well, did you shoot? And they're like, no. And I said, well, that's interesting. You want to carry your firearm or learn how to shoot it, but you didn't shoot it in the class. And which in Iowa, even before our constitutional carry, you don't have to shoot in Iowa to qualify. You took a class. Yep. So yep. for me, and I understand the, the background of it. It's like, well, I don't want to take a class and I'm fine. I don't need to shoot. But not everybody's the same case. And those people know if they need to take class or not. And I would hope that they would want to get their hands on a firearm. Um, but yeah, just the online things kind of kicking me in the butt a little bit. And um, women wanting to go too fast when they're in the range. They're hoping they can get it over with. And I want them to become more comfortable with it. And I want them to slow down. Um, or just just getting in their own head or just being intimidated. What is something, um, there's so many gimmicks as far as carry methods go, you know, um, there's a new gimmick that comes out every freaking day. It seems like, what are the, what are some of the worst gimmicks that you've, that you've ran across in, <laughs> in your classes? The number one is the one that attaches to the bra. No, not mm. all of them. There's, there's one that, um, without being appropriate here, that slides right under the breasts. Okay. And then you pull it out this way, mm -hmm. but there's one that snaps to the bra and you have to like lift your shirt up all the <laughs> way. And then you have to snap it off. And when you snap off your gun, you're doing this and it's, but it's here and it's like, okay, ah. mm. this is a, shoot this is aiming in probably not a good spot <laughs> so that's the number one thing with uh for women especially uh snapping off at the bra don't buy that i tell it in all my classes i was like if you see I, if you buy this it's i'm gonna have your butt <laughs> <It's not gonna laughs> has anyone playing. brought one has anyone brought one of those into your, one of your classes before no thank god thank god because just like, I understand. Okay. But no. Um, so don't, don't buy the bra thing. Don't, don't do that. Nobody do that. Um, the next thing Sam, is. Sam, ditch your bra holster. Dang it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Don't, don't have one of those. Uh, the next thing was, and I, I've only seen one other person have this, but I will admit I had this on my first carry gun. And I didn't really think about it, but I was like, I want an easy way to carry because I didn't carry a purse at the time. I don't, I never like to carry a purse. I don't like to carry a purse now, but I do because I carry and it's another convenient way to have my firearm on me. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like a pin clip. I guess I don't have a very good pin in front of me, but it attaches to your gun and it's literally just a clip on the outside. Versicarry. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's called Versicarry, isn't it, Box? Well, there's several Is of them. Clip Draw, Technoclip. There's yep. several different brands. And I saw it at a gun show, and I was like, oh, fantastic. And I'm like, as I start to carry, I'm like, okay, nothing's covering the trigger. Luckily, my firearm at the time had a safety. But I'm like, as I like shot with it, I was like, I can't easily holster this back. Like it can clip onto my pants, 
but I can't easily put it back <laughs> in my pants. All right. <laughs> and so then I ended up not carrying around in the chamber and having my safety on. So if anybody knows anything about carrying in a defensive situation, do I really have time to take the safety off and wrap one into the chamber? Right. So, yeah, those two. Don't do. Don't do. I came, so, I, I came across one uh, the other day that was a lot like the bra one, a video. She had a Derringer in her bra, and she pulled it out, and she shot it once. And then she went to stuff it back in her bra, but the muscle was hot. So she, and then the Ow. video ended right there. I'm like, well, that's what, that's what you get. I'm sorry. You're stupid. going to have a nice little burn. Nice little story yeah. to tell. Oops. So yeah. Madison, you, uh, you mentioned your first carry gun. What is your, uh, what's your current carry gun and, and preferred method of carry right now? So I have a Walther PPS, which people who don't know, that's a nine. Um, it's a more slender version of their PPQ. And uh, right now I carry with a purse, which I don't like, but it's easy when I have to wear business clothes or if I'm just going out and about and I'm able to wear a t-shirt or a hoodie, I carry at the appendix on in, inside the waistband holster. Yeah, the, you guys kind of get hosed on that, the whole carry situation deal. I mean, for guys, it's, I wore a sweatshirt and a t-shirt literally my entire freaking life, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't have to think about it. The gun goes there. It's, everything's good. But yeah, for women, you kind of got to almost tailor your carry options to your, to your wardrobe, especially whatever you're wearing that day. We have to have probably as many holsters as we do shoes if that mm. kind of helps women who might be <laughs> listening to this podcast you may have to have more than two um i also have you're fine sorry um i also have a belly band so i i carry that a lot when i walk or i'll just i'll wear it because i don't wear it very often so i try to get more just i wear it more mm -hmm. especially when it's warmer weather um if I'm not carrying an appendix, I'll carry it with um, a belly band. And I tell a lot of women to try that out uh, just because I know there's a lot of walkers out there and I'm able to carry an extra magazine with me um, or even my keys with me. So, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, also check out purses when you do figure out what you want because there's side pockets, there's inside the purse pockets um, what's going to allow you to carry more magazines, uh, what may allow you to carry a, um, kit in there. So if you do have an injury, you have something with you or even a flashlight. Um, I know a lot of women may think, well, I carry pepper spray. I kind of want to, I guess, address that, um, pepper spray. I don't like at all. I don't recommend people to carry that. Elsie, I don't re recommend people to carry that. Um, because when they, if they were to use it and they were outside and the wind was wrong, you're going to get hit. 
Mm-hmm. If say you're in an elevator or in your car and you even go to spray it outside of your car or spray it in the elevator or in a small space, it's going to hit you. So you have to, if you want to carry it fine, but that's my warning is just watch where you are when you use it because the, it's supposed to uh, affect the person that's threatening you, not you. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. You were talking about keep carrying it in your purse because you can't really carry appendix with all of your outfits. Have people are probably going to start calling me a shill because I'm always recommending this. But have you ever have you looked into the Filster Edigma? I've. I don't know if I'm going to like it. I really don't know because it like that's the one that like straps around your leg, right? Like it straps around your leg yeah, and then so- it carries it carries right there in your belt yep right yeah yeah i don't think i'm gonna but i've talked to another gal who took some sessions from me and she's like i love it i love it and i'm like i am not gonna i think i'm gonna be picking at that thing around my leg all day long but i've i've heard multiple people say something to me so maybe i'll just try it and if i don't like it i'll sell it how much how much does that cost box do you know i think it's 80 dollars mm. yeah, not there. super cheap but yeah and that's that's the other thing you don't realize when you get into this into carrying is how many freaking holsters and setups you're going to go through before you find one that you actually like definitely and the, yeah and the thing about it becoming colder out right now is um which i'm very excited about is the vests obviously the carry vests so, um, if you carry and you like to wear Ariat or Cinch, not to name brand, but, um, they make a lot of those, uh, carry vests. So. Okay. I, 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 uh, keep seeing that meme going around right now being it's fall and, uh, girls are talking about, there's the two girls there and the two guys and two girls are having a conversation about, Oh, pumpkin spice and all this stuff, you know? And then the guys are like, I can carry an MP five under my jacket now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Let's see what the biggest, uh, <laughs> you can carry underneath all your layers this winter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So we're coming up on our, on our time here. There's a couple more questions, a couple more questions that I want to ask you. One okay, them, do it because I'm first out of one being, yeah, you can go, go get more whiskey if you need to. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll answer the questions first. The first question is Are there any widely believed views about women and firearms that you would like to get rid of? Um, that women need small guns. I, I just, I, I, yeah. I don't know where that came from. We're small and meek and weak. That's some bullshit. Um, I, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Well, obviously we talked about the LCP and, oh, I'm going to buy this for my girlfriend or whatever. And let me tell you, I've gotten into an argument in the bar about this. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I said, no, why would you buy that for him? Like, because it's a perfect gun. I'm like, says who? I'm like, you? I'm like, if you want to stick it in your pocket, fine. 
But I said, why don't you, um, and this was an honest conversation. I said, why don't you like, if you wanted something smaller, like, and they're like, why don't you do like a 43 X? And they're like, well, I want them to be able to like hit something. And I said, please tell me what caliber a 43 X is. And they couldn't. And I mm. said, tell me what caliber a 43 X is. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. And I said, it's a nine. I said, are you joking? I said, come on. And that's another thing is women, men, they may talk like they know what they're talking about, but they don't always know what they're talking about. Absolutely. So. I mean, that's the premise but, of this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, th that's a big thing. Uh, we need smaller guns. Uh, the LCP, if you've ever shot one, they kick, they suck. I hate their trigger. I hate how small they are. Like it's going to pop out of your hands. Um, it's a get off me gun. The sights are super, um, shaved down is what I'll call them. And you don't even like, you don't even line up your sights with it. You just shoot. And when I say get off me gun, it's, we call it a close range gun. Cause you usually just pull it out and start sh shooting if that defense or that um, threat is close. Um, that's probably the biggest one. And yeah, I could go off on a tangent, I guess I'll try to stop myself, but yeah, we don't need small guns. We need something that's going to fit our hands. And that's one thing that I look at when people come into the range is I look at their hand size because everybody has different size of hands. And that's also going to determine probably what gun they're going to want, what firearm they're going to want to carry. Yeah, definitely. That's the one thing I always recommend when somebody says, what gun should I get? It says you go and go in and feel them and, and, you know, get them in your hands and you tell me what one feels the best to you. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, don't let someone tell you what you need. Um, I've had that question. Well, tell me what gun I need. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you um, what gun you need or what gun you should buy. I won't ever tell you no. I may suggest something different. But if something's going to work for you, then that's what works for you. Everybody's different. You You may like um, let's see, you may like XDs and I don't. So, you know, or you may like the LC nine. I don't. So it's all going to be different. Sure. You got a, you okay. got a uh, comment here from a, a fan of yours. Apparently I've taken her class and private lessons. So beneficial. She's appro approachable and personable. Love you. God, she's first female guest. Now she's bringing in female viewers. Bringing I don't know what we're going to do fans. here, Sam. I don't Maybe know how to appeal to female viewers. Check in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be greatly disappointed then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question here. Then I think we're going to move on to Tulsi okay. Gabbard. Okay. If you could go back to before you started... ICMO and give yourself one piece of advice or if there's something you wish you had known back then, what would it be? No time to think. Oh, take all oh, the time you yeah, need. On the, on the spot. 
on the spot before I started ICMO. Um, I think I would have done maybe some more research on business um, and maybe had a little bit more in the bank before I started. I kind of just one day I like jumped into it. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. And I did it. And maybe it worked out for the best that way. And sometimes I always, I always, I have, maybe it's women, maybe it's me. I don't know. Maybe it's everybody, but I always tend to second guess myself with everything I do. Uh, I just want things to be perfect. I want people to gravitate towards this business and gravitate towards my mission. Um, I probably wish I would have, um, publicized myself more, like push, like done more advertising of what I'm doing or had more ranges lined up. But I think the way it's going, I think it's how it's supposed to be, but I always second guess what I'm doing and if I'm doing it the right way. Uh, so I've, I've, that's been a big thing for me is, am I doing it this, this the right way? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And every time I second guess myself with that, something always happens. Like it's the littlest thing. Like, like the gal said, she took my class and she, I think I know who it is. Um, she did phenomenal. And most of all these women do. And that's what brings me back of like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like this has been my calling. I've been around firearms since I was little. And I've always had women ask me, well, I want to learn about hunting or I want to learn how to shoot. And that's, yeah, that's what drove me to do this. And every time I second guess myself, I always get brought back to like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and just keep doing it. But yeah, I think if I had to start it all over again, I probably would have advertised myself more and let people know, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Let's, let's rock and roll with it. But I didn't. So we're rolling with it. I think, I think as you continue going, I mean, you said you've only what started this about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I think as you continue going, it's just going to keep picking up steam because this is something that is sore. I think this is sorely needed in in the industry. Um, just someone doing exactly what you're doing, specifically geared towards women. So, I th- and and you're excellent at what you do. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to work out for you. And um, we we need more people like you in the industry, definitely. Well, I appreciate that. So if another thing, if anybody's listening and they want something like this at their range or they know a range, please reach out, um, contact me on Facebook or email or whatever. Um, I'm always looking to expand this. I plan on bringing in different classes next year. I kind of take off between now and the end of the year because it's hunting season and it's holidays. So this is my time to do my hunting, to focus more on me and to get ready for next year and just hopefully bring in more for the women that are coming into classes or looking to take sessions from me. So. Okay. You were wanting people to find you. Where can they find you at on Facebook? They can your find website. Yep. Yeah, they can find me on Facebook. They can find me on Instagram, which is I carry my own. 
I have a um, website, which is icarrymyown.com. So all fairly simple to find. Um, and if you want to do sessions, reach out to me. I'll send you a link of my availability. I do have apparel on my website. So if you're interested, I am wearing a hoodie right now, if you can see that. Um, and has the Second Amendment on the back. But you can look at that on the website there. Um, but yeah, stay tuned. I'll post all my classes next year on the Facebook and on my website. Um, my email is I carry my own outlook.com. So not that hard to find, I promise. Is there is there anything else that we missed that you wanna that you want to touch on before we move on to the next subject? Or did we pretty um, much cover it? That's pretty much covering it. Oh, this is another big question I get. I guess um women question do they need to own a pistol to take any of my classes or sessions and the answer is no um the ranges i teach at they allow you to rent which is like 10 to 15 dollars a rental and there's ammo to purchase or you can bring a firearm that you that someone lends you so that's a big misconception misconception is that they have to own a firearm not true i'll teach you on anything and bring in even if i don't like what you brought (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Well, I I think that's that's it for that part of the show. Um, thank you a lot for showing up here again tonight, Madison. It was awesome. Like I said before the show, you're welcome to stick around, or if you got to take off, uh, you're welcome to do that as well. But thank you either way. I'm just gonna go get some more whiskey, but I'll be back. Absolutely. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Well, I suppose we're gonna move on to the next part of the show then. So over the last couple of days, I'm sure many of you have seen some things floating around about this. Um, Tulsi Gabbard has pulled out of the Democratic Party. If you don't know who Tulsi Gabbard is, somehow she was a congresswoman in Hawaii. She did, did, I don't know if you know this, Sam. She was elected at 21 years old. I didn't know that. I was surprised by that. <laughs> no, I didn't have any idea. That was pretty impressive. But she ran for president in 2020, obviously. Obviously didn't win that one. Um, Ruffled she, some feathers. Yeah. Um, she did, in 2016, she was the vice chairperson of the Democratic National Committee. But she resigned as that. And then she endorsed Bernie Sanders. So that's just a, a little bit of, yeah, there's some little bit of history there give you an idea of kind of who she is but she she started this podcast and on this podcast when she announced that she was going to be pulling out of the committee i guess she uh she pretty much destroyed the whole democratic party it was a a 28 minute long video just went over Mm -hmm. everything that they were talking about i've got a few quotes here that i just want to read for those of you that haven't seen the video Uh, the first one is I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that is now under the complete control of an, of an elitist cobble of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoke anti-white racism, actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms enshrined in our Constitution, are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, demonize the police and protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans. 
believe in open borders, weaponize the national security state to go after political opponent, opponents, and after all, above all, are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. I believe in a government that is of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government of, by, and for the powerful elite. And there's, there's also a quote here about the Second Amendment. Our founders passed the Second Amendment out of a recognition that every one of us has a right to defend ourselves and our loved ones and to serve as a check on a tyrannical government seeking to take away our, our God-given freedoms. The Democratic Party's hatred of Second Amendment, of the Second Amendment, and their increasing authoritarian instincts poses a serious threat to our, our freedoms. I was kind of surprised to hear these quotes from who was supposed to be be a Democrat, but it was kind of uh, I kind of enjoyed it too. I know a lot of people are probably, I mean, somebody was already commenting on our post on Facebook about it, how she's, she's another one of the, I'm all about the second amendment, but people, and we've talked about this before on, on the podcast, but I don't know if this is, I, I think this is, I don't know. I kind of believe in her. I think she's actually a genuine person. She may not align with all of her, or all of our views right now, but I think down the road, she might. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think uh, she she has backed some pretty um, anti Second Amendment stuff. Um, I mean, she was she supported a ban on uh, semi-automatic firearms, like you know, assault weapons, high capacity magazines, all this, you know, the usual suspects. Um, so I can understand why people are like, well, this can't be, this can't be right. You know, um, just calling her a, a fake or whatever. But on the other side of the coin, even if um, I personally feel like a lot of the things she supported in the past was just to appease her party. Um, I think the way that she ran her campaign, um, you know, in the, in the 2020 election, some of her stances were simply that to appease her party. Um, but even if she did have those stances, even if she truly believed that in her heart at the time, people change, people learn, people grow. Um, she just recently, what, uh, less than a week ago, a few days ago, she posted that video of her, of her running like a three gun course, you know, um, running an AR, running a high capacity magazines and all that scary stuff. So it's clear that she's made a switch. Um, I think I honestly feel like, you know, she's, even if she did feel like that, maybe she's learning and maybe she's coming around to our way of thinking. So, uh, I don't know. I guess it doesn't really matter, um, if she really did feel that way or not. I don't know. I, I, I just can't, I can't really nail her down. I don't know how I feel on her to be, to be a hundred percent honest with you. I'm not sure. Madison, what are you, what's your thoughts on her? I think it matters. Like, I know that you didn't, it, not to jump on what you no, said. No, no, have it does no. matter how she thinks, but yes, you are correct. She may be learning. I want to know how she did on her three gun shoot, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it's when you, she's either trying to please her Democratic Party when she was voting on that gun control 
Or is she like, yes, let's keep our second amendment and then going to pull a Joni Ernst. Like, mm -hmm. so that's my question. But yeah, I'm going to watch her very closely. It's I'll keep her at arm's length as we say. Uh, but yeah, um, her running that three gun shoot. I want to know what her thoughts were of why she did that. What was her thought process on that? And what does she want to switch of what she said when she was claiming to be in the Democratic Party and voting on that gun control? What's her thought process now? And I don't think anybody's done an interview on that or found out what she's thinking. But yeah, I want to know why she did that free gun shoot. What was her purpose and what was her reasoning? She just did a... Uh interview on rogan um but oh, really? when she that, go on rogan i think that was just like yesterday today or yesterday days, that yeah. went up uh, okay. but i don't i do not know I listen to a sober october one so i'll have to look back <laughs> i i have not uh listened to it and found out if she did say anything about the about the second okay. amendment on there so i'm not really sure um darren says she's full of it she's on record um well, maybe so, but, and two, here's another aspect of it. She's using right now. She's using the, the, the publicity she's getting. That's a hard word to say too, from uh, her leaving the democratic party to launch her new podcast. So because she, she announced this on the first episode of her podcast. So that could be an angle she's taken too is using all this this fire media firestorm to drive people towards her podcast. That's a big angle though. Like that's large. Yeah, that's, not that's pretty extreme. Publicity stunt. That's like she's leaving her party. Right. But if you watched her like in the in the the presidential election, she was much more center than anyone else out there as far as the Democrats go. She was, I mean, yes, she did have some left-leaning views on things, especially the Second Amendment, but she was far more center than a lot of them. So, I mean, it, it could just be that, I mean, she does seem like a, an intelligent woman. She seems like a well-spoken woman. So it could just be that, I mean, the complete ridiculousness that the Democratic Party has became, both parties, to be honest with you, in my view, mm -hmm. Um maybe she's just just tired of it and she's not a i mean she's not a politician anymore and she just says screw it you know i i could see her i i could see it being for real too but i do What's think she's podcast called uh, uh it's just the uh we'll see gabbard show okay, okay. but i'll be i, I, I want to yeah. listen in to see what she has to say yeah I will too. I'll be. It'll be interesting to to see. But um, the video I was watching said that she is going to have what is probably a bit more of a right leaning um, view viewership, just because. Well, the Democrats hate her now, <laughs> um, and and obviously, you know, she put out this this video of her shooting guns, so all the right wing guys are like, "Oh yeah," you know, so. I don't know. That's another just a, an angle that was uh, that came up. Maybe she's just using all that to drive uh, 
drive viewership towards her podcast, but I, I don't know. I, I guess my ultimate thoughts on it is, uh, the enemy of your enemy is your friend. So she's going hard at the Democrats. Democrats are no friend of ours. So, I mean, it can't be all bad, but you're right. We need to keep an eye on her and just not accept her, you know, but it, she can't be all bad, I guess. She's still going to have her own views and her own thoughts. So right. as long as she's not touching my money or my guns, we're okay. Yeah, absolutely. Box, you never said your your thoughts on it, did you? No, I was about to, but I was waiting for you to stop talking. The floor <laughs> is yours. I, I brought this up. It's been a while ago, several episodes back, where we talked about I didn't do the best at coming at getting it across, but how we shouldn't immediately hate the um I support the second amendment people or the I support the second amendment but people. This is kind of what I was talking about. Like this same thing happened with Rogan years ago. Rogan was mm -hmm. never really I mean he was never really a hardcore leftist, but he was left enough where I vividly remember many many gun people being like nah i don't like rogan he's said some things where he doesn't really like he's not all about this lifestyle but now his viewers are it's almost exclusively guys like us it's republicans the democrats fucking hate him they want to get rid of him but he's we gave him a chance and he slowly worked his way over to be more accepting on a, to our views so that's kind of what i'm seeing from here from this is that's that's my how i'm envisioning this going with tulsi as long as we don't immediately cast her out as an awful person because she's made the wrong right. choices before that maybe she will come over to our side eventually and she's going to bring some people with her there's going to be people that have followed her for years people are fans of her that are on the fence that are like oh i like Tul i like tulsi she's a reasonable person and her coming out like this, they're going to be, it's, that's going to strike a spark in those people too. And yeah. she could bring those people along with her. So we're not saying, yeah. I, we should probably say, we're not supporting Tulsi Gabbard here. We're not saying we're in support of her or anything that she's voted for in the past. Cause I see some comments in there that these guys are pretty skeptical of what we're saying and, and her. We're just saying that there's an opportunity here that we could bring some of the opposition to our side. I was reading an yeah. article the other the the other day from CNN, nonetheless, that I that I found interesting. It was about women gun owners in California. They were liberal. They were minority women. Some of them were homosexual. Obviously, none of them were fans <laughs> of firearms, <laughs> but. I don't know. They recognized what? Just the way you said it. Go on, continue. <laughs> okay. But they recognized what's been happening in the country and they wanted to explore how to be pe better prepared, much like Madison's clients there, the people that would seek her out. And uh, there, was, there was a couple observations that I made from this video. Most of these women, they were worried about going to the gun range because they've been told by the media and the public that the only people that go to that shoot guns are old white racists and they're going to be assholes. And so they were worried about going to the range and they were going to get 
beat down by these old white racists. But then they, they went to the range and they realized, oh, these guys are actually pretty nice. And most of these guys would come over and say, oh, you're doing great, but can I help you do a little bit better? And then and the next uh, observation I made, one of these women mentioned she was a Mexican woman in a same-sex relationship. She stated that she's more closeted about being a gun owner than she is about her same-sex marriage because she's more afraid of the ramifications and the retaliations for being a, a gun owner than she is in a same-sex marriage. What does that tell you? She's more afraid of what the left will do to her for owning a gun than people will do just for being in a same-sex marriage. The people that are us, that she that have, she's been led to believe that are awful, bigots, racists, assholes, mm-hmm. and we just want the world to burn. Right. Yeah, ultimately, I think it's going to be a good thing because I think the people that do probably follow Tulsi, they're not going to be, they're not going to be one or extreme or the other. They're not going to be the far left. They're not going to be the far right, both of which are just shit people. You know, they're more going to be, you know, towards the center a little bit. And if she's going to start bringing them over, start converting them into, I mean, her, her stance on the second amendment that she put out, obviously, you know, she, she had a questionable past on the second amendment, but the, the fact that she put out a whole thing, um, in support of the second amendment says a lot, you know, that's going to get those people thinking those, those ones of her followers that are more center that aren't, you know, completely anti-gun. Oh, you know, she's going to make some good points. Maybe we should start, um, you know, researching that and, and looking into that a little bit for ourselves. So ultimately I think, Absolutely. This is definitely going to be a good thing. Um, Any thoughts on that, Madison? <laughs> um, just, I was kind of thinking of when you were talking about that gal from California. Uh, so on TikTok, it's a really good way to actually reach women all over the world, United States, world, whatever. Um, I had a lot of women from California actually reach out to me and uh, they kind of had some of the same things of like where they're a gun owner, but they didn't talk about it freely. And it was kind of nice to be able to message me and ask some questions because they couldn't post it on Facebook or they couldn't, you know, ask it to their friend group because they didn't want to be loud about it. And they just kind of want to know what guns they think or I thought would be beneficial for them with their capacity uh, situation over there for magazines but yeah it, it was very interesting of um that in california and then also working at the gun range how many first timers we have come into the range and they're scared to death and when you're standing next to them watching them shoot for the first time they're like oh my gosh this is so much fun and i said yeah it's like we don't do it just to be cruel and mean i said this is actually a good time um, I don't know how many times I've had a bad day and I go to the range and I grab the, um, full auto and I go down to link 10 and I just fire off shots. <laughs> it's been a bad day. It's kind of just like a release. Um, but yeah, there's many people that come in that are first time shooters and they have fun and it's, it's not what it's all made out to be on the political side. So that's all I was thinking. 
Yeah, I think I I would bet you that if you talk to a vast majority of people you would view as a little bit farther left and you ask them about people like us, whether we are nice people, I would bet that they're for their initial thought about us is, is that we're crazy and mean and, you know, just lunatics. Uh, but when they really get down to it and they can really see what we're all about, you know, so we need more, we need more of, of uh, people like this, you know, that are going to make their voice heard and, and bring people over. And the other thing is everybody hates cancel culture. You know, we freaking rag, we've ragged on it on this show for a long time. And if, if we're going to hate somebody or we're going to, to completely um, disregard their stance on something or their opinion on something because of shit they've said in the past, whether that was a year ago or 10 years ago, that's, we're doing the exact same freaking thing. We're doing the exact same thing. People, like I said before, people learn and they grow. Hell, I've learned a hell of a lot just in the last year. I've my views on a lot of things have grown and expanded, and that's. Um, I think the whole country could benefit by having a more freaking open mind on people and not just assuming that. Oh well, this person said this thing fifteen years ago, and I dug back in her Twitter account thirty-seven thousand tweets ago, and this is what she said. Well, who the hell cares? That shit doesn't matter anymore. Go by what they're saying now and their actions now. So, I think uh, we all just need to take a chill pill. That's for sure. Oh, Darren in the comments says. Darren says, I 100% understand giving her a fair shake, but not at the expense of the right that is constantly under assault. It should be noted that she is no longer a politician. She is not a representative or anything. She's done with that after 2020. Now she is just a host of a podcast now. So, Just uh, like us. She's not really. <laughs> yeah. We're practically the same. <laughs> <laughs> Same page. Uh, I mean, same level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Darren also did say that he says 10 bucks, she will be running for a major election in the next two years or less. I will take that bet, Darren. I yeah. will take that bet. Um, just just remember that. Write this date down and that you owe me $10, $10 in two years. I won't forget. I don't know. I could. I can see that happening. I can see her running for the presidency in 24. As what, an independent? Yeah. Uh, I don't, there's no, maybe, but there's no, there's, there is maybe not. That's a, her no, angle. Maybe there's her angle. Maybe, but there is yeah. not a snowball's chance in hell that an independent would ever get elected uh, at the presidency with our political climate. There's just, there's just no way. And she's not, she's not a Republican. There's no way that she would join the, Republicans. So I just don't I don't I don't see that happening. But Darren says deal, so there we go. I'm gonna write that date down. Screenshot it. You owe me ten dollars. Write up a contract. <laughs> you guys are my witness. You, you you got witness. Yeah. <laughs> he says Darren also says just like Bernie is an independent, but he runs under the Democrats ticket. <sighs> Well. I think that's. 
I don't know. I heard Tulsi describe herself as an independent Democrat before. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how that all works. I know Bernie's a freaking lunatic, but that's about all I do know. For sure. So Nick, you you are late. We're we're pert near over here. Sorry, man. <laughs> I'm pretty much. <laughs> Murphy says. Bernie is a commie running under a Democratic ticket. Yes, sir. You're here. Yes. Agree. So Dave says Sam for president. Yeah. Hell yeah. Jesus there Christ, we go. That's Dave. You, re you, really, you really do want the world to burn, don't you? <laughs> Can I ask a question? Yes. Okay. So we were kind of talking about um, people going back and forth and saying things to people in the firearm industry are thinking they're just bigots. Um, what is one of the worst comments you guys have received being in this industry? If you guys recall. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I remember it to the word, but it was hilarious. Do you? <laughs> yeah. That was uh, some, some guy put a review on our Facebook page box. What was it again? Just a bunch of needle dicks running around, living out their red dawn dreams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did not like us very well. <laughs> that was that was probably the worst oh, one we've got. We laughed pretty hard at that though. That was that was oh, fun. Oh, that's a good one. I will give him that. That was actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. But other than that, we actually haven't got a ton of negative. Uh, comments on our page that was probably by far the worst have you got have you got much hate coming at you yet or um i got hate when i first started the business um they didn't like the name they said it was the stupidest thing i've ever seen but the thing is though when you look at like when their comments and you look at their facebook or look mm -hmm. at i'm like okay you're a real winner um right and then someone said uh don't choose guns, hate violence or something. And then I had a conversation back and forth about someone hating guns. And that's just, or my favorite one, I wish I could remember it word for word, but it was real women don't need guns or firearms or whatever he said. And I said, uh, something along the lines of real women don't need a man to tell them what to do. And I put man in quotes, but that was, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I think like, you did. You just opened up a can of worms. Like this is not good. Yeah. I was just having a conversation this week about that, actually about, uh, uh, women's rights are gun rights. Yeah. You can't, if you can't protect yourself, you don't have a right to anything. So yeah, correct. Yep. Yep. So I titled this episode, actually, Should Gun Owners Support Tulsi Gabbard? So what's the answer to that question, Sam? Or what's your answer to that question? Um, I mean, if she wants to, if she wants to be a voice for the, for the Second Amendment community, absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't see an issue with, with uh, listening to her podcast. I don't see an issue with sharing her podcast if she's talking about stuff that aligns with with our goals. 
Absolutely. I know that there's a lot of people that are very uh, skeptical of her and that's fine. I am too. Um, but as box mentioned at this point, she's no longer a politician. She's just a, just another uh, apparent gun owner. So if, if her views have evolved, I, I don't see any reason, any reason not to until she starts, you know, if she does backtrack, then we'll, uh, you know, then we'll address it then. But absolutely, I don't see an issue with that right now. Unless she um, elaborates further on her views. I mean, she, the way she worded it in her podcast sounded pretty good to me. But if she elaborate, elaborates on them and still like, yeah, we need red flag laws and shit like that, obviously, no thank you. But the way she's talking now, it feels like a, a, a switch was flipped and she's maybe on the right path i don't i'm not saying oh if she was gonna run for office today i'd go vote vote for her no, but i'm not, not gonna discredit all. her i'm not gonna be like oh she voted for these gun control bills a few years ago i'm gonna completely write her off i'm just right i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep track of her i mean yes i'm skeptical as always this is an interesting development. I think it could, it has the possibility to be a positive for our side. Mm -hmm. uh, Murphy says uh, she's a big personality with a big name. Let's see how she leverages it. Exactly. If she's using that leverage for good, that's awesome. Um, and that's pretty, I think that's pretty much all there is, to, all there is to that. Absolutely. Darren is, uh, Darren is not on board with he, Tulsi he's at all. extremely skeptical. Extremely skeptical. He says, he says you run a store and every day the same person comes in and steals from you. One day they come out and say, I am no longer a thief. Can I have a job? We're not saying we'd give Tulsi a job here, Darren. We're just saying no. we should keep an we could should keep an eye on on this woman. And maybe someday down the road she can be our friend. Yeah, maybe maybe she will be the second female on this podcast. Someday. You never know. <laughs> That's pretty likely. <laughs> yeah, tread lightly. Just watch her. Uh, I kind of want to see her and Dana Lash have a conversation. That's yeah. kind of what is in my head right now. Oh yeah. That that would be that would be a very good conversation. I, I would bet it I would bet it happens at some point. It has to. Yeah. Now I have to go back to Dana Lash and see if she said anything. You know she did. Probably. So I have one more very, very serious question here. So, and that would be, what is in your whiskey glass? Oh, um, so the first one was Knob Creek. This one is Pendleton Ooh. and sweet tea. Wow. And she's tea, got good taste. You said and tea? Sweet tea. Uh, well, I mean, at least you got whiskey. I did. Okay. It. It's good. Also, if you ever do Crown Royal and apple juice. I've heard of it. I don't know if I've yeah. tried that or not. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I was I'm... drinking salted caramel and 7-Up tonight. That was pretty delicious. It's too much caramel. Too sweet. And you're knocking on my sweet tea when you have caramel. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shut up. 
Uh, I was just drinking one of those uh, box. You remember all those those bad whiskeys that we had that when we had the podcast uh, studio in here? And How we could did I the bad the the terrible whiskeys? I had a bunch of them sitting over here, and I found one of them, uh, the Midnight Moon. Oh uh, no! This yeah. one was the uh, this one was the um, uh, apple pie flavor though, and this was. Okay. This one was actually pretty damn good. Yeah, that one's not bad. I don't remember yeah, the rest of them that not one so good. I don't think that one was for our bad whiskey episode. No, it wasn't. But I just have those whatever's oh. left there sitting over there in the corner, and I found that over there. <laughs> I'm out of good whiskey at the house. I need to bring some from the podcast studio. <laughs> you didn't go for the 10 high? No, I did not. That's going to stay there forever. I got to brag a little bit more about my whiskey glass if I can. So I got oh, this it's one from of those. my work. My work got this for me. So before I actually worked for them, I taught a class for the girls. So they got my business name and they gave me um, ice trays that are uh, rifle rounds oh. and uh, little like desert eagles. <laughs> and I can, so that's what's been melting in my glass is little desert eagles. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome speaking of those speaking of those glasses i found um what was it, it called gunfighter gunfighter candle company or something like that uh, i think that's what they're called but they so you buy this candle from them and they'll they'll send you it in a in a bourbon a whiskey glass so once you you finish burning the candle down it's got like man sense like gunpowder and tobacco and you know that's, all these uh, other... that's not man sense stop saying that it's excuse me i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> uh good sense like yeah. leather and you know stuff like that and then when you're done you wash out the glass and you you got a badass bourbon glass too so i think i'm gonna order some from them they look pretty awesome anything to get a guy to order candles i guess women will be happy yeah i'm not even ashamed to admit it i freaking love candles so <laughs> i'm definitely gonna order one <laughs> uh, murphy in the comments says box likes the sweet drinks it makes up for a sour personality Ooh. I mean, <laughs> there, there you go. There's your there's your harsh, harshest comment. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. I'm gonna uh, sign out and go cry in my bed now. Oh. <laughs> well, I almost made it two days with my new knife before cutting myself. <laughs> Blood dripping off did my you, thumb now. Did you just cut yourself right now? Yeah, just now. If, if, no, a few minutes ago. I was playing with it. A few minutes ago. No, it's been bleeding. Yeah. I don't know. Five, ten minutes. <laughs> was it that salted fine. caramel comment? You started cutting yourself? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, God damn it. She doesn't uh, like the salted caramel. This is, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> uh, good stuff. Inflict pain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, does anyone have any final thoughts before we? End the show. Positive comments for box, please. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. Uh, I think it was a it was a good show. So Madison, thank you for being on very much. We really enjoyed it. It was a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it. I had fun. Good. We'll definitely have you on again sometime. I can't wait. Hopefully, you have more women on. <laughs> we'll do our best. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to show them where to go. 
mean, we don't exactly appeal to women. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll push them. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, as for everyone else, thank you for stopping by. Be sure to listen to, to our entire catalog of podcasts on most major podcast providers and also on our website. If you enjoy what we do and you want to help support the show, check out our Subscribestar page for exclusive content and other benefits. If you want to get more involved with the community, join our forum over on lifeshortlivefree.com. And if you aren't aware, the show Gears and Beers is streamed live every other Wednesday night at 8.30 Central Time on YouTube, Twitch, and our website. We would love for you to come get involved with the conversation. Uh, be sure to check out our sponsors, Shyrix at Shyrix.com and on Facebook, along with Ballistic Imagery at BallisticImagery.com and also on Facebook. And that's the show, folks. Once again, thank you, Madison, for stopping by and everyone else. And Samuel, sign us off. Yep, thanks for hanging out, guys. So we talk to you next time. Remember, life short, live free. God bless. God bless the United States of America. Fund the ATF. Repeal the NFA. <laughs> <laughs>